This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So, Bree, I remember this one time I was in a bike race around Tucson, and uh, I wasn't paying attention. We were riding down 4th Avenue, and there's railroad tracks, like street track tracks, and my bike's tire like went and wedged in to the railroad tracks, no. and I totally fell down and just like skinned my hands, everything. Ugh. I had nothing with me, nothing at all. And it's that times where you want a first aid product and you have nothing. And <laughs> active skin repair utilizes a molecule called hypochlorous acid. When applied to the skin, the molecule works by mimicking the natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. I've used it on my son's mosquito bites, and I wish I would have had it the time I totally scraped up my hands. Oh, I hear you. Like whenever I go paddleboarding, kayaking, I'm always trying to find something that is like an all-in-one that I can take with me. And active skin repair could be used like that. It can be used to treat cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, which makes it suitable for all skin types, all parts of the body, like eczema and acne-prone skin, all of that. With over 500,000 happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews, and ingredients so safe and clean they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest, you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order. Use code NOGUILT. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, and I am joined here by my fantastic, amazing, I need a list of adjectives by the mic, co-host Free Tucker. <laughs> hello, hello, everyone. We need to like, yeah, we need to have like a really cool list and then you'll come up with like the word of the day, yes. the adjective of the day. <laughs> I'm like positive adjective to describe Brie today. And I'll just look at my list. I'll be like, got it. Bubbly. Bubbly, energetic. Did you ever have to do those introductions where you had to come up with an adjective that was the first letter of your first name to introduce yourself to people? Not that way, but I did have an activity I used to do at the resource center where we would have different adjectives for each letter of your name. So similar. I always had to do that in middle school. And J is really hard because all I have is jubilant and I have joyful and I have jumpy. I was thinking joyous. Joyous. Yeah. Well, B... Try to get a B one that's not related to looks or to bubbly okay. Brie. Fine, you came up with bubbly right away. Brilliant. Man. You're brilliant, Brie. I always came up with like that's bossy good. and beautiful, and neither of which I felt like really fit. That's, and so I was like, man. That's going to be the next, next adjective announcement. I know. Brilliant, Brie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get the nice alliteration and bam, done. Bam. Then all of you could call yourselves brilliant as well as your yes. positive adjective of the day. Yes. I think we need to do that. I think that's all I would like to. I, I have yeah. all these like ideas in my head to have all these Easter eggs <laughs> in the podcast for people. So <laughs> I know we have to do that. So today we are talking about, it's about the different roles, I guess, of moms and dads and the different expectations of moms and dads. And the reason we decided to do this podcast is we were actually just talking here and we were getting very heated about it. I'm like, let's go. Brie. I know. I, soon as, as I was going to say, please tell them how this podcast came to be. Start yeah. getting into the story or no? Yeah, just start okay. getting into the story. So, so I'm listening to Love Warrior on my Audible and I was telling, Joanne had recommended it and I love that book. Love Warrior by Glennon Doyle. Amazing, amazing, amazing. 
And I relate to a lot of the story. Mm-hmm. So I'm just very passionate and loving her words. Very honest. They just resonate with you. So we were talking about it. And then she brought up another, you were saying that I should Untamed. read Untamed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you I'm were talking that now. And you were talking a little bit about that. Yeah. And you were talking about her relationship with her son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, go ahead and like say what you're and then and then it brought up this Alexa ad. Alexa ad and like how mothers are raising sons and then how wives treat husbands and how husbands are viewed as helpless and incapable. And we are gonna get all into that in this episode. It is going to be a good one. So this episode is sponsored by the dot Dot planning system for middle schoolers. And this is such a phenomenal, phenomenal thing because I mean, Brie, how many times have your kids gotten a planner at school and then it's just empty? They have no idea how to use it. This year, even every year that they get a planner. And I even like was looking through it this year and I'm like, oh, they actually have a pretty decent planner. But same thing happens. That happens every year. They don't know how to use it. No. And if kids don't know how to use the planner, they don't see the use in the planner. Oh, but then there's the fun part of where I try to show them how to use it and I get a lot of eye rolls. Oh and, my gosh, yes. Mom, that's not what the teacher told me to put in there. I, like my tween voice there, that's not what the teacher said. You don't know. That's not what the teacher did. That's not how the teacher did it. Or it's stupid. I can remember all my assignments. I don't need to write them down. Yeah. And are you saying I'm not smart enough? Oh, good, good Lord. No, I'm done. (laughs) I'm done. I'm done. But props to all the teachers out there because teachers, you have so much on your plates. You don't have time to teach kids how to use a planner during class. And that is why we have the DOT student planning system. It is a whole program that teaches kids how to plan for long-term assignments, how to manage extracurricular activities with the homework responsibilities they have to do each night, how to make it so that they have this test on Friday and they actually study for it like they built in study times during the week or those big projects like they have like a literature review an essay they have to write or the dreaded science project Mm -hmm. and it's a huge task and even though the teacher may give it to them in chunks that chunk is still going to need smaller projects within it yeah they don't understand how to do that i don't get it but that's what dots for they have video lessons that i take them through every step of the planning process where kids then see the whole picture of what's needed for their big project and they're able to plot when they'll do it. So that is the DOT student planning system. You can find out more information in our show notes and let's get going. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. So this morning, Brie came into our office and I'm like, Brie, I was reading this very interesting thing last night. And it was about Untamed. If you heard the book Untamed by Glennon Doyle, it is a phenomenal book. I am halfway through. But last night, the passage in particular brought up this Alexa 
It was actually an Echo Dot commercial that happened. It was probably a year ago this commercial was on, but it's meant to be very heartwarming and wonderful. It's about two new parents and they have a little baby and the mom kisses both of them goodbye and goes off to work. And then dad is left in charge with the baby. And of course, they show it as hard. Babies are just hard. But then Alexa Echo Dot comes on and it says, Laura wanted to remind you that the baby teether is in the freezer. And so dad like rushes to get the baby teether, gets it out of the freezer. Baby's crying. Dad's like bouncing baby. Then it says, Laura scheduled a play date for 3 p.m. So dad like runs out of the house in the in rain, the rain. <laughs> with the baby, comes back. It's like all like sopping wet and just like exhausted. And at the end it says, Laura wanted to remind you that she loves you and you're doing a great job. And he hugs his baby and he smiles. And he hugs his baby and he smiles. This commercial is supposed to give you warm fuzzies. And it's supposed to, I feel, say, oh, yes, dads, you could do it too. But I see it in a slightly different way. And this commercial kind of irked me when I saw it. And it irked my husband as well. Because it showed that guys weren't capable of knowing how to take care of a baby without the wife thinking through every single aspect of their day uh, so that it went successfully. And I brought this up to Brie and Brie had a very different opinion of it. <laughs> well, I just, I, I do agree on the point of that moms have a very persuasive role, obviously, in their family. And especially in raising boys. I've had my own incident with my son where like he just said one Years ago, we were in the kitchen after dinner one night, and I noticed that he left his dishes in the sink. And I said, hey, buddy, come on over here. You, you forgot your dishes. You didn't put them in the dishwasher. And this kid was like, mm, I want to say he was like nine or 10 when this happened. He turned and he looked at me and he said, yeah, dishes are a girl's job, not a guy's job. Oh, <gasps> yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, what now? What's, what's it what now? And he's like, Oh, dad doesn't do it. And I'm like, oh, no, get over there. You pick up your dishes and you put them in the dishwasher. But that moment was just so crystal clear. There was no misunderstanding what communication I had played in my son's idea about his role in our household and a man's role in a relationship with a woman. And it just was like, I would have cried. I was so heartbroken and sad when that happened. So you would think that I would immediately go to the exact same perspective. But when I saw that commercial, I saw it as like, okay, I see that as perhaps a mom having a very strong role and having like that type A and wanting to have that control over everything in the family and feeling like she must have that control. I kind of bring it back to that whole, we talked about with positive discipline and people finding a place to belong. Her place to belong only matters if she is the one who's in control of everything. Mm -hmm. And so in that case, she is telling him where things are. And personally, I was insulted that she scheduled a play date on a day she wasn't there. How dare you schedule a play date on your dad's time? Like, and not tell him because he was clearly shocked in the commercial running out in the rain, like soaking, trying to get there. I was like, wow, that is really demeaning that you're assuming that dad had no plans and couldn't figure out how to play with his son during the day. Yeah. And I don't disagree with you entirely there, but I think that it gives a message in that particular scenario that could have been exactly what's happening. But since it's to like this broader audience, it gives this underlying message that 
men just can't take care of it on their own, that they need their wives planning every single day for them. Because as Glennon Doyle said in her book, she said, not only did that mom have to plan her whole day, but she had to plan her child and husband's entire day as well which I think a lot of women feel they need. Like I know many friends who whenever they want to go out of town or on a girl's night, they're the ones who like make sure that dinner is prepped for the night and that all the food is ready before they go and they have dinner themselves. Or if they go out of town, they make sure all of their kids have clean clothes for every single day and they bring that all on themselves. And I don't think it's, it's partially a matter of control, but it's also, I think, a matter of like women feel they need to do that because that's what society puts on them. Hey all, it is Joanne and Brie here and we want to tell you about a podcast that you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Uturbe and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And in this latest season of Understood Explains, it covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and it busts common myths about special education. We actually just listened to the episode, IEPs, Does My Child Need an IEP? And here is what we loved about it. I loved that it was so digestible. Like it was such a short episode and all of the topics, which could be really confusing to parents, were easily explained. And I loved how they gave great concrete examples because you know how much I love me a good example. They explained what kind of services and supports you could actually see on a child's IEP or individual education plan. And they explained those acronyms that nothing drives me more crazy than when there's acronyms and I don't get it. I don't know what it stands for. They took the time to explain everything in so much detail and to cover concerns that a lot of families have about special ed services. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains, or just click on the link in our show notes. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. And you know what? I do agree with that. I do think that our society, our American society especially, puts a lot of that role of having to be the caretaker of the whole family, the one who's in control of everything. I mean, seriously, when's the last time you saw a dad's busy day calendar for the year? Yeah, they never. No, they're called mom's busy day calendars or mom's planner. You know, yeah. they they don't have dad ones. No. Why is that? No, because women are supposed are expected to take care of the home. Maintain everything. Yeah. And one thing that was brought up, I'm bringing it back to Untamed. I love, love that book so much. Glenn and Doyle, if you're Glenn listening, Doyle. we would love to have you on. Oh my goodness. <laughs> she talks about her son and 
She said her son, Chase, who is a teenager, he is a student athlete, so he had to wake up really, really early. He took very high-level classes, so he had to work into the night so that anytime he had work to do or was stressed, she'd be like, oh, don't worry about the dishes tonight. Go upstairs and do your work. And it was when her wife, Abby, mentioned to her one night, she's like, I know you do this out of caring for him, but he's taking advantage of it. And she sat there and she just stared at the ceiling and she's like, oh my gosh, you're totally right. He's taking advantage of it. And she went on a walk with him the next day where she's like, I'm sorry that I ever gave you the impression that your life and achievements outside the home are more important than your responsibilities inside the home. Hallelujah. Yes. And I'm sorry for that. And that is going to change right now. I am not doing your chores. And that was just an eye-opening moment to me because this very morning, my son was stressing out about doing his homework. And what do I usually do? I volunteer to feed the dogs when he's stressing out so he can do his homework. And this morning, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm doing the exact same thing. I am telling him that his homework and his school is more important than his responsibilities to this family. And so I told him, I'm like, you have a responsibility to this family as much as you have a responsibility to school you need to feed the dogs as well. And I left it at that. And he fed the dogs. It was all good. Yeah, no meltdown, no nothing. No meltdown, no nothing. But it kind of goes back to how we are raising boys. Mm -hmm. And we also, we tend to do this to girls too. I will give my daughter some leeway on her chores if she has homework and dance or whatever. But we're raising them to say that their achievements outside are more important than their achievements inside. And it creates this helplessness when it comes to home duties and responsibilities. Right, right. And I think it's interesting having both a boy and a girl. Like you kind of get to see your own bias and like what you may be doing differently with each of them. But I I 100% do agree that there is too much. So coming back to the no guilt mom mindset, we have our six mindsets and we were talking about which one does this kind of relate to? Definitely showing love for my family doesn't mean I need to do everything because that is a message that we hear as moms all the time. If you don't make that perfect Lunchable with a star cut fruit and the hand rolled sushi for your kids, then Mm -hmm. you're not good enough. If you're not willing to drop everything to take your child to extracurriculars that they are passionate and excited about, then you're not doing it right. Mm -hmm. Like there's just so many things that, so I do agree with that for sure. But I do feel like that there is something to be said about those moms that may be like me. Like I know that even I'm a weird, I'm a type A, but I'm a weird type A. Can we agree to that? Like, well, I'm not so organized, right? Like you've seen my workspace. It is not like pencil here, pen there. You do have spreadsheets though, which I'm like mind blown (laughs) because spreadsheets don't work in my brain. And they're color coded. And they're, okay, so you can't like... (laughs) I do do like myself a good spreadsheet with color coding. I do like that. But I blame that on the visual part of me. I'm a visual learner. But anyway, I like to have things planned out. I like to know exactly what is happening on a regular basis, what's scheduled for now, an hour from now, two hours from now. I like to have my calendar set up. So with that being said, I have been called by many people a tad bit controlling of my family. I mean, that is something that anyone who has interacted with me and my family is like, my mom says it to me all the time with love, with love. My ex would say it. My ex-in-laws would say it. 
Miguel's been nice. Hasn't said anything about it yet. He just like hugs me when I start to get really stressed out and is, is and just is constantly like, I will do this for you. Please just let me do this for you. Because I constantly take on too much and then I get frazzled because I can't do it all and then I get upset. And it's that sounds just, familiar. I do that. Right? Yes. <laughs> How many moms give us like a, a heck yeah at home listening to this or wherever yes. you are that like, yes, I put all these and it's not always just you. Like, Again, other individuals or families, may members of the family or, or society, other people you know, put all these ideas that you need to get all these things done. Yeah. And then you think, okay, I have to get them all done. And then you have your breakdown. Like mine, mine's almost all, mine's a couple times a week. Yeah. Breakdown. You know, that's what we see. That's what we see other people doing. And honestly, I would have continued down that path if my husband did not step in and be like, what do you need? Like, I got this. Like, I would have just gone off and like been so stressed out and tried to do everything if my husband wasn't the one who was like, hey, like, what do you need? And something about that is completely off. Like, my husband's a wonderful, wonderful man. So wonderful. And I'm so, so grateful. We love you, Josh. But (laughs) why am I thinking I need to do everything by myself? Why am I not asking for help? Because our society gives us that that idea. Mom's busy day planner. Yes, Exactly. It is our job to maintain it all. And like, honestly, that's been the hardest part that I've had with my relationship. And whenever, you know, Miguel's trying to help me out with things is being offered for help. Like, uh, yes. Yeah. We talked about the other day. Yesterday. Actually, no, this happened Tuesday night. So Wednesdays are half days at my kid's school. Mm -hmm. Just started this year. We've never had them before. Uh, lovely COVID. Anyway, on Tuesday, I was getting things ready, trying to plan for the next day. And just out of nowhere, he says, how about I take the kids to school tomorrow? And I was picking things up in the living room. So I wasn't even looking at him. And I'm like, oh, why? And he goes, well, that way I'll know where to go to pick them up. And I turned and looked at him and I went, well, okay, I guess. And he's like, yeah. And he's because tomorrow's a half day, right? So Mm -hmm. I'll pick them up when they get out at 1150 because you're trying to work. And I know you have to leave work, go pick up the kids, bring them back to work over at Joanne so that you at the office so you guys can get stuff done. And I almost started crying. I just stared at him for a minute and didn't say anything. And he's like, is that okay? His eyes got real big. And I just almost started crying because outside of my mom, I've never had anybody ever offer to help me like that. And that's your ex as well. Like you were doing everything. Oh yeah. No, there was definitely no offers there. And again, it's all about how that perception is. Like I would imagine that my ex would say, well, rehandled it all. Why should I step in and do it? Right. Mm -hmm. And then when I had said to Miguel yesterday, he did it all just fine. No problems. He perfectly capable adult, could figure out how to drive to the school, do drive pickup line both times. He had no problems. Yeah. And when everything was done, like I came home and I just gave him the biggest hug and was like, thank you so much. It was so amazing to not have that extra stress and to know that I could trust somebody else to help me. And he's like, well, we're partners. And again, so almost cried. I just love Miguel so much. <laughs> Shout out to Miguel too. Yeah, almost Josh cried. and Miguel, yes. the men behind No Guilt Mom. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And then I just almost cried again because I was not used to having that kind of support. I was never there was never a partnership the first time. That wasn't how it was, and we both just kind of took on our roles, and that was our roles, and we just didn't even question them. Mm-hmm. But then the roles just kept getting bigger and bigger, and the expectations just kept getting. I felt more and more out of whack yeah. to where my ex-spouse felt like his job was outside the home mm-hmm. and that my job was everything inside the home. Mm-hmm. And it just, it wasn't, it wasn't good. 
So like part of this conversation is to first bring awareness to the issue. But also if you are experiencing this right now with this need to get everything done and you don't feel like you have enough help from your partner or you don't feel like you have enough help from your kids, what are some ways that we... I don't want to say even the playing field, but more taking some of that control that we take on, taking that a little bit away and giving it to our partners and giving it to our kids. Well, I think the first thing has been healthy communication, right? Yeah. Like you and I both try really hard Mm -hmm. to work with I statements when we're dealing with anybody in our life. Yeah. Taking everything on. It's not really taking everything on us, but seeing it from our perspective. So like if there is a thing that's stressing me out, like say there's dishes on the counter, I will take it to me when I talk to my husband. I'm like, I feel really stressed when I see dishes on the counter that need to be cleaned. Right. And I'll leave it there. There's no blame. There's no, there's no, no blame. There's no, you stress me out mm-hmm. because that that's where it gets. And I would be the same way. I'd be pretty defensive if someone said to me, every time you do this, it does this to me. Yeah. Wow. Holy wow, that's, cow. That's a loaded statement. I was reading in another book last night. It's called Difficult Conversations. And they talk about how in every interaction, there's a first story, there's a second story, and there's a third story. Hmm. The first story is the one that we see. Like it's our perspective of what we think is happening. Okay. The second story is what the other person sees is happening, which we don't know. We don't know the second story. Right. We have no idea. The third story is what an outside mediator would see. So oh. it's those things that are very objective. If two people are in a fight about who does like more housework, a mediator would come in and be like, okay, I see two people who are both stressed out about their responsibilities at home. And using this like personally, if you were going to look at the third story of things about being stressed out about the amount of housework, you could say, you know, I feel really stressed out about the amount of housework I have to do. I don't know your side of things. I want to know more about how you feel about housework. Can you tell me how you feel? And then I want to share a little bit how I feel and maybe we can come to a compromise. Right, right. And I think that when you're talking about that in your family and a family with couple and children, mm-hmm. it's definitely important that the couple, the adults get on the same page first yes. before you bring anything out to the kids. Yeah. In very few cases, I can think of how that conversation should happen in front of the kids. Very, 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 very few, very specific instances. But for the most part, that definitely has to be done beforehand so that you guys are on the same page when you're Mm -hmm. coming forward with expectations. I think it should be done in front of the kids when you're used to having that kind of conversation. Right. As a new thing, it could get a little ugly, but when you're used to like then solving problems in a way that you know, it's it's very fair to both person. Then you should start having those conversations in front of kids so kids could see how you solve conflict. Right. That's exactly yeah. where I was going to get because I feel like in this day and age, we do so much of like, so look at that social media. Again, talking about our societal pressures, our social media is so primed and primed for that perfect image. Mm-hmm. No conflicts. Everything is done well. That, that's yeah. what our kids see. They see our Instagram. They see our Facebook. They see these perfect images. They don't see the struggles that happen there. And showing children healthy communication, being able to work through it is really, really helpful. Mm -hmm. It lets them have realistic expectations of life because life is full of 
struggles and that you're going to have to work through conflict, healthy conflict, hopefully more so than destructive conflict, but it's going to happen. I mean, I used to believe that any conflict in a relationship meant that those two people weren't compatible with each other. Like that's what I used to believe when I was younger, like straight up. Well, because that's what TV and I'm going to say like Disney taught us. That's what they taught us. Yeah. Yeah, You find your prince and then everything's perfect. They're like, like, maybe, maybe you guys just aren't right for each other if you're having conflict. Like, but that's total BS. It's total BS. No, no, no. If you have your own individual personalities and identities outside of one another, there is going to be some degree of conflict. Yeah. I just had a friend I ran into the other day. I hadn't seen her in a few months and we both recently just started living with our partners. And I mean, recently, like within the last year, and we were talking about that and how we were talking about conflicts and, and what degree of conflicts we were having with this new adjustment, having been single moms and then now having somebody living there. And she said something like, you know, I think if you don't have conflict, that's a big red flag that you're not vested in each other and that you don't, you know, see each other as individuals. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that's a really good point there. And like conflict isn't all out fighting. Like that's not conflict. Because again, there's healthy conflict and there's unhealthy or what I like to call destructive conflict. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the TILT Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, You are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Conflict is that little urge that you're like, oh, something's not right. And it's so funny because Josh always tells me it's so easy to communicate with me because I wear all of my emotions right on my face. Like, oh, and I can't here. hide them. I can't lie. No, I I'm can't terrible. Lie Do not ever take me to a poker tournament with you. We will lose. <laughs> we will lose so, so bad. Because I'll be like, you were never get a good hand. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't do it either. I can't hide it. And so he'll know immediately. He's like, okay, what's wrong? <laughs> and I'm like, nothing, nothing's wrong. And I won't make eye contact. He's like, nope. 
something's wrong. <laughs> but you know what? I love that he cares enough yeah. to find out. Like, because there's plenty of situations where people are like, oh, you said nothing. So I'm going to roll with nothing. Don't, yeah. don't care enough to find out more. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, then I go in the same thing because the way he deals with emotions is if he's upset about something, he will tell me if he's upset about something. But usually he's just like tired or hungry. <laughs> he brings up <laughs> and it's true. That's he, me. I get hangry. I get hangry. Something awful. Yeah. <laughs> and he brings up there's one ad about, oh, I can't even remember it. And Josh, you're going to be listening to this. You'll be like, yeah, it's that motorcycle ad. The one where the... <laughs> The woman's like, oh my gosh, what is he thinking? What does he think right now? Like thinking everything the guy is thinking. And then you go to the guy's thoughts and he's like, I wonder if I have that part from a motorcycle. Like, oh, it's nothing is it like, like a meme? No, it was like a YouTube video. Like this was oh. like 10 or 15 years ago. Okay. But it was just one of those things like, it's not all the drama. Right. Some people don't have all the drama. And I think that's also unfair to make that a gender thing. It's not to a gender like, thing. To be like, just good. Like, cause you see those memes all the time. That's, that's a right? very good point. It is not mm-hmm. a gender thing. It's just some people have the drama and going on in their heads. I have the drama and some people do not have the drama. Right. And, and that's why that healthy communication, mm-hmm. number one, huge thing right there. Yes. Right. And I love then if there's a conflict within the family, I love family meetings, which again, follows through with that whole healthy conversation. There's something that feels off. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Because when we pretend like it doesn't exist, oh man, it just gets bigger. It gets bigger and bigger. And And then people blow up and they're yelling at each other. And really they're yelling at stupid things that like don't need to be yelled about. But really it's because they're upset about something else that they won't talk about. Don't you love it when it like comes up from forever ago? And then... Two years ago, you oh did Oh my this. gosh. I've had friends do that to me and I'm like, no, you did not. <laughs> like literally this happened a year ago and we're just talking about it now. Right. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. How in the heck was I supposed to work with that? Yeah. And you know, again, what does that teach our children? Exactly. Teaches our children that it's okay to harbor things and to keep it inside. And we all know what that does. Hello. Ray hairs and just stressed out and you're on edge. You get that anxiety, which we had just talked about the other day on another podcast, the anxiety of moms. Yeah. Like it just, it feeds into all that. Do we want that for our kids? Mm -hmm. No, we want them to be happy. We want them to be healthy. We want them to be able to problem solve situations. If they come into a conflict anywhere in their life, at work, social relationships, just even in the checkout line at Target, Mm -hmm. I want them to be able to work through that problem yeah, and to be able to have that conflict resolution and that healthy communication. Yeah. And this all goes back to at the beginning of the podcast, the relationships between, you know, husbands and wives, partners in the home, wives and wives, husbands and husbands. Mm -hmm. It just goes back to really healthy communication and figuring out what the other person expects, what the other person needs to do, not assuming anything and also holding our kids responsible for what they have to do in the home as well as what they have to do outside the home. Yeah. And realizing the role that we play as their parents, especially you and I as their moms Mm -hmm. and the way they view their gender roles, Mm -hmm. both within the family and outside the family. But I I know that within the family, that's a huge one. And our hope is to like eventually nix these gender roles because they're all socially constructed roles. There is nothing that says that women have to do this one thing and men have to do this one thing. And it's hurting both sexes equally. I'll, I'll throw out this again about life skills. I went away to college and 
So I didn't know how to do laundry. And mm-hmm. funny reason why I didn't know how to do laundry. Growing up, my mom was a nurse. My dad would take on many roles in the home as well. That has nothing to do with my mom's job. The, the nurse factor is that she wore white. Yeah. Okay. Can see where this conversation is going to go. So one day my dad did laundry because I don't remember why. I, I don't remember if he did them all the, t- all the time or not, but I do remember the sock incident. A red, red sock. sock went in. Always a red sock. <laughs> no, right? A red Who sock. Red socks. <laughs> I think it was like mine. Really? Like, I was only like eight. But because it happened when I was really young. Yeah. I remember this. So what happened was a red sock went in with my mom's scrubs. After that, nobody was allowed to touch the laundry. Oh. No but one it but goes my back mom. To like one mistake is okay. Like, right. Well, yes. It was just, it was one of those like, I swear it would have been like an 80s sitcom mm-hmm. if you could have the whole incident that went down. And then the result of that. That was nobody was allowed to touch laundry. So I never learned how to do laundry. Never thought about it. My parents sure as heck never thought about it. I went off to college after the first week. I was like, oh crap, I'm out of clothes. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Luckily, my roommate was like, knew how to do it and was willing to take me downstairs when she stopped laughing for a few minutes. Like I had, because I even had one of those, I did one of those things where I went away to college and I went away to a school where I knew no one because I just wanted to have like, I just wanted to be able to have that whole experience not bringing anything with me. Yeah. So even my roommate, I didn't know. Like mm-hmm. I, I did that whole lottery thing where met her the first day I moved I in. I did that and, too. Mm-hmm. Right? Best. Love you, Glenda. Shout out to Glenda. She was my girl. But yeah, she took the time to teach me how to do laundry because that expectation wasn't there. I also didn't know how to cook. Yeah. Like I had this whole thought process all through college. I was going to be so successful. I would hire a, a maid and a chef because I didn't want to have to learn those things. They were below me. Oh. Yeah, funny how that worked out. (laughs) I didn't know how to cook either, honestly. I do know how to cook now through watching a lot of Rachel Ray and Food Network. But mine was mine was the box service. Yeah. Like hello, hello fresh, those kind of things they taught me oh, how to cook again. They're good. They're yeah. good. I have recently, like my kids do know how to do laundry because I didn't know how to do laundry either. So they do do their own laundry. And I got that from you. My yeah. kids now do their own laundry. It's it may amazing. not it may not be pretty. No, it's, but it's on their own it's terms. Throwing it all in, putting it on cold, like honestly. Yes. And then keeping a mind out for delicates that you have to put in a separate cycle. And that's it. I was gonna say, <laughs> and the other thing it's taught them too is like every Sunday I will check in with them some point during the day. And I'll yeah. just go, do you, cause we go to a uniform school. Do you have enough clothes for this week? Mm-hmm. And then that dings them to go, oh, and then they go check. And if they hadn't done their laundry, they start their laundry. I mean, I wish they thought of it on their own. That's my only thing I say is, do you have enough clothes for this week? Yeah. And then I let it be. And then they, Whether or not they, they check do or don't check. I don't care. Yeah. They wake up Monday morning and go, I have nothing to wear. I'm like, oh, that really sucks. You might have to go through the dirty laundry. Yeah. yeah. And then recently through listening to another podcast, it's called Adult Conversations. It's a really <laughs> great podcast. My kids are now cooking one meal a week. There are these cookbooks. They're like, oh, I cannot remember the name. We'll put them in the show notes, but they're for kids and they each pick one recipe each out of their own cookbook. My son's is like your first cookbook. It's very simple recipes. And my daughter's is slightly more complicated, but they'll each pick it. They'll tell my husband who does the grocery shopping what their recipe is. He'll get the ingredients and then they're responsible for that meal. So like this week, my son did these cookie pan pizzas where we just bought pizza dough. We put pizza dough in the tin Uh and then he put the sauce and the cheese on it. And he actually cooked the entire pizza while I was on a conference call. 
he got my daughter's help just putting it in the oven and removing it from the oven. But oh my gosh, this so- is like two months into the cooking process. So he is getting more and more, more skills yeah. as like a seven-year-old, which I'm like, I wasn't cooking like that at seven. <laughs> and my daughter makes these fantastic meals. Like they, she made this beef and broccoli dish. We're like, oh my gosh, this is so good. <laughs> she is a very talented cook. I'm hating being on my diet right now. I can't wait till I can have some more for goodies. But my, but- my son wants to also cook like that as well. So I think just having takes time. Having all kids have those life skills. Right. It's a huge, huge factor. And I agree 100% because again, coming back to those gender roles within the family and, you know, expecting mom to handle everything Mm -hmm. and and whether or not she's a type A like Brie is or not, it is a partnership. If you want your children to have that, you have to lead by example. Mm -hmm. And I think that teaching them these kind of life skills as children are is huge. Letting them see it happen. And we've been trying to do the one meal a week. It's kind of, it's a little rocky at my house because my kids are older and I'm bringing it in at a later time. But we're going to get there. We're getting there. I've been holding fast to it. It's not perfect at first and that's okay. Yeah, you find your groove eventually and you'll figure it out. But the one thing that I feel confident in is that my kids know how to do laundry. Mm -hmm. They know about asking themselves that question of, do I have enough clothes for the week? They see both mom and dad taking on active roles in the home. There's no 19, I hate to say it's 1950s mindset, right? Mm -hmm. That the woman takes care of everything. And it's funny how that kind of morphed, right? Mm -hmm. Like that mindset of that, the mom takes care of everything in the home made a little bit more sense when mom was the only one who was home. Mm -hmm. And mom had a much easier job at home. Yeah, society was not as demanding as it is now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean- You didn't have your kids going to four different extracurricular activities. You weren't expected to keep up with so much. Like Even even those individuals that that are stay-at-home parents right now, they still have a lot more expectations on them than their parents did in the 50s. They they truly, truly do. Yeah. I think we have so many, like we've just gotten the the really hard message as moms raising kids right now that we have to be everything and do everything and raise these perfect children. And it's just impossible. That's BS. I call BS on that. BS. (laughs) And the only way we can change it is if we step back relinquish some of that control it's going to be really messy but you know us embrace the messiness you can still you could for those that are like brie you could still use your colored highlighters you can still still get some of that color coding but you still gotta let you gotta watch it let it go and like you just said embrace that messiness so just you know take a look and if any of this has rung true for you today we may have made you feel a little uncomfortable that uncomfort is totally okay it is needed. Being uncomfortable is the first step to change and figuring out exactly what you want and what you want to change. Nothing easy ever comes. So nothing good ever comes from. Nothing uh, good ever comes from easy. I don't know. Yeah. It means we need to wrap it up now. If we it have means, no words. yes. So if you have not yet subscribed to the No Guilt Mom podcast, please hit that subscribe button and then rate us and review us. We would love if you feel we're deserving a five-star rating from you. And if you could take a few moments and just write a few sentences in a review about the podcast so that other people can find it as well, we would so appreciate it and be grateful. We're going to highlight one of those reviews right now. It is from Phoenician South and it says, Practical Parenting Podcast. I very much enjoyed listening to the podcast. Number one, practical, but still based on best practices. Number two, easy listen. 
Number three, relatable to current times. Keep up the great work. Episode seven was much needed. Yes, let's talk about anxiety and depression. Thank you for both for bringing this topic to the forefront. Keep up the great work. It's so nice. I love these virtual hugs. I just (laughs) love reading. I love reading the reviews so much. Yes. So remember, the best mom is a happy mom. Take care of you and we will see you next time. Thanks so much. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.